Yo, we are streaming live right now in the FTJ Studios, man. It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome to episode 64 from the jump, man. E, E, shout out to my boy, Eric, the engineer, man. We are live right now, man. The dubs and the heat just finished. You see my dub get that W. Ah, did KD double dribble on that? Hey, you called double dribble on that, didn't you? Hey, look, I didn't see nothing. I just seen DeMarcus Cousins get to the free throw line and, and finish the game for us. Hey, man, it was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game, man. Whoa. But shout out to you, man, if you are listening right now to this episode of From the Jump. Man, it is live on a Monday. I don't even know where to, where, where to start. Where, where do we begin? Should we talk about the Lakers and the Sixers yesterday? Lakers getting beat up yesterday. Should we talk about my dubs? I know everybody this morning is going to talk about Kevin Durant. Did he double dribble? Did he not double dribble? He, of course, Eric Spolster has some interesting comments after the game about Kevin Durant. So the Cardi B one rap album of the year, man. But we got a lot to talk about on today's episode, man. It's From the Jump. The Golden State Warriors did defeat the Miami Heat 120 to 118. Kevin Durant led all scores with 39 points, four assists, and also six rebounds. The high man for the Miami Heat was Josh Richardson with 37 points and also five assists. Deion Waiters also chipped in big time for the Miami Heat, finished yesterday's game with 24 points as well. Dwayne Wade off the bench finished yesterday's game, 10 points and nine assists, six rebounds as well. Hassan Whiteside also finished yesterday's game, 13 for 14. As I said, Josh Richardson was hooping. Josh Richardson was hooping. Justice Winslow was hooping yesterday. Deion Waiters was hooping. His Miami Heat team brought it yesterday. Of course, as I said, Kevin Durant led all scores for the Golden State Warriors with 39 points yesterday. Klay Thompson was the second leading scorer yesterday, 29 points. He was also 6 for 13 from the three-point line. Of course, Steph Curry finished yesterday's game with 25 points. Rather quiet game assist-wise, but also finished the game with four rebounds. Now, Draymond Green did lead the way with 14 assists, seven rebounds, and also five points. And DeMarcus Cousins finished yesterday's game, seven points, one assist, and three rebounds. Now, the takeaway from yesterday's game, I think as we all heard, was did Kevin Durant double dribble on their last possession? And look, uh, NBA, do not find me. But then on the very next possession, you know, it's a double dribble. Uh, everybody can see it. Those are tough calls to make, but everybody saw it. It's right there in front of everybody. Uh, that should be a violation. Now, of course, after watching the play and as I'm watching it right now, I mean, that's a tough position that the ref is in. Now, is it a blatant double dribble? You could say, but then again, at the same time, we've seen James Harden travel. We've seen LeBron travel all the time. We've seen Russell Westbrook pick up his dribble a lot of different times. So we've seen different guys in the NBA pick up their dribbles. And at the end of a game-like situation, the ref isn't necessarily looking for a double dribble. Now, does Eric Spolstra have an argument here? Absolutely, he has an argument. But like I said, in this situation, the refs aren't typically going to call that call. Now, I'm sure the NBA will probably come back and say they should have called the double dribble in the closing seconds. And Eric Spolstra clearly said he's willing to take the fine for it. But as I said, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Miami Heat 120 to 118. The Philadelphia 76ers defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 143 to 120. Leading all scorers was Kyle Kuzma finishing yesterday's game with 39 points. Of course, leading the Sixers was Joel Embiid with 37 points, 14 rebounds, newly acquired. Philadelphia Sixers Tobias Harris also finished yesterday's game with 22 points. He was three for five from the three. Now, I didn't really take too much stock into it because, again, you know, the Sixers had some new different pieces in there. Of course, J.J. Reddick played like a big dog. I mean, if there was no answer for Embiid yesterday. I mean, Embiid pretty much got what he wanted. But I think for the Philadelphia 76ers, them adding these different pieces in there, we're going to see if this is going to make them a legitimate threat to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Again, those are the two top teams. In the Eastern Conference, of course, Golden State is the best team in the NBA. But as far as Eastern Conference goes, it's the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. And I feel like right now, roster for roster, of course, the 
The Toronto Raptors swapping Jonas for Marc Gasol. Does that improve the Toronto Raptors at this point? We'll find out. But like I said, I'm liking the Philadelphia 76ers right now being in that fourth seed, kind of hovering right there, right outside of Indiana. Of course, they did lose Victor Oladipo, so we will see how much they carry their momentum. The Philadelphia 76ers have went all in. They said, you know what? We no longer have LeBron James that's going to hover over the Eastern Conference. Right now is a golden opportunity for somebody to step up and win the Eastern Conference. And right now, the Philadelphia 76ers are making all the right steps to make that step forward. Now, of course, we know that the Los Angeles Lakers are dealing with a little turmoil, a little drama, if you will. Nothing that they can't overcome, but right now they're gonna go through it. Basically, everybody has been told that you are being put on notice, that you are trade bait, that you and your job are not safe. And the only person that's safe around here is LeBron James. Now, of course, Kyle Kuzma brought his A game. And I couldn't understand why Kyle Kuzma's name was even mentioned in the trademarks, was even mentioned in the trade rumors. Of course, Magic Johnson speaking to the media, speaking to David Miniman said that he feels like New Orleans Pelicans were not acting in good faith, which is going to switch me over a little bit here. I thought the New Orleans Pelicans did exactly what they were supposed to do. They said, look here, you're not going to bully us into just giving you Anthony Davis. If you want Anthony Davis, we need four first-round picks. We need Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram, and potentially more change or whatever else you got. And I ain't mad to Dale Dimps and the New Orleans Pelicans for coming out and saying that publicly and making the Lakers put pretty much their hand out on front street saying, look, we got a whole bunch of hearts in our hands. What you got for me? Did it cause a little turmoil in the locker room? Absolutely. Are guys going to get a little hurt? Absolutely. Absolutely, and now it's every man for himself now because now it's, you didn't already let me know how you feel about me. You can't just go backwards and be like, oh, we just, you can't. So as I said, man, this Los Angeles Lakers situation, I'd be shocked that they make the playoffs. Like, I, I really be shocked. Again, like, I thought that they would have a chance to make the playoffs, but they're further and further, game after game, week after week, they keep sliding and sliding and sliding. They're right now at 500. They're 28 and 28 behind the Sacramento Kings, who right now are 30 and 26. The Lakers keep losing and the Kings keep winning. That gap is going to get further and further and further. And oh, by the way, Lonzo Ball isn't in the lineup. We'll take a quick break for the advertisement. But coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk AAF Football League. And will this replace the NFL? On today's edition of the wrap-up, we'll talk about Cardi B winning rap album of the year at tonight's Grammys. And is LeBron James recruiting players via all-star teams? Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. gonna do this or what you gotta do it and keep doing it do it big bigger step it up always take the risk don't just watch it put your phone down and do it drip splash like the ice on the wrist that's a call i can't miss set my goals like a goal hit the switch Do it blindfolded. Next. Do it your endorsement deal. Say you shouldn't. Section 43C. No rope swing over canyon dunks. Like what's happening? Do what they say you can. Can you? Because there are those who don't and those who do. Yes, Let's do. We're more than just $7.99 large two-topping pizza delivered. Hey, B, is this it? 
We're an end zone dance at your doorstep. No one outpizzas the hut. Yes, sir. Man, we are live right now in the FTJ studio. Been fresh off the advertisement break. Eat what you got for me, play what you got from you on this Sunday night. Oh, who's that? Blue face? Let's stand out together. Let's stand out together. Hey, I want to see you right now. What's up, man? Man, we are live right now in the FTJ studios on this Sunday evening, Monday. As I said, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Miami Heat 120 to 118. Did Kevin Durant double dribble? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, we got to talk about the AAF. Now, of course, most notable over the weekend, the Alliance American Football League made its debut. Founded by Charlie Ebersole and Bill Polian. Now, of course, this eight-team, ten-week league is supposed to be, I guess, like the holdover, if you will, between the NFL season and training camp and NFL draft and so on and so forth. Again, I, am I mad at the, at the idea? No, of course, we've seen different leagues, the XFL. We've seen arena football. So we've seen different leagues. Could potentially be the NFL Supplemental League. Again, it is the eight-team league. Consisting from teams from Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, Arizona, Salt Lake, San Antonio, San Diego. Um, they said the most notable coaches coaching in this league happened to be Steve Spurrier, of course, playing for Florida. Most notable South Carolina head coach, Mike Singletary, again, playing for the Bears, you know, coaching for the 49ers. Of course, he had the most notable spat with Troy Smith, if you will. Rick Neuheisel, Mike Marks, Denick Arison. So, again, there are a lot of mo- are notable NFL coaches that will be coaching in this league. And I think this will be something to take a look at. But the thing that caught my attention was the rules about the game. Now, the rules is that, of course, it kind of keeps it the same, except for there are no extra points in this game. So when teams score a touchdown, they have to go for two. There are no extra points and there's no kickoffs. Each team starts at the 25-yard line. And if it goes to overtime, each team get the ball at the 10-yard line. If it's overtime in the championship game, they play sudden death. But during the regular season, once the time runs out, the game ends in a tie. So there are a couple rules, I think, with the AAF that I think that'll make it a little bit different. Of course, most notably, we saw the hit, if you will. So a lot of people, you know, are liking the physicality of the league. I think this league going forward will be an interesting league to look at. And of course, most notable players, they said playing in it, of course, Gavin Escobar, play for the Dallas Cowboys, Christian Hackenberg, Penn State quarterback, New York Jets. Um, Jalen Marshall, another guy who played for Ohio State, kind of been in the league. And of course, Demontre Moore. So there are a couple guys. Oh, I can't forget Trent Richardson, of course, Heisman Trophy winner. Did play for Alabama, Cleveland Browns, most notable, you know, kind of bounced around from team to team before finding himself outside of the league. So this will be a league that a lot of guys I think will be interested in for those that can't play in the NFL or those that are trying to get their lives right and that are just trying to showcase themselves. You know, I think Bill Polian by starting up this league could have done something good. Now, of course, All-Star Weekend is set to transpire this weekend. I believe it starts, was it Thursday or Friday, E? Friday? Okay, yeah. Set Friday. You know, they do like the Team World versus Team USA. They do like the celebrity games. Of course, Quavo last year got the MVP. He's supposed to be like the headline. I think of the celebrity games, if you will. But the most notable game of all games will be Sunday night, which the All-Stars will be on full display. And as we all know, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis will transpire. Now, of course, the first pick of Team LeBron is always Kevin Durant, which I'm not going to say it was a shock to me, but it was kind of a shock because Kevin Durant did take a shot at LeBron James earlier on this year, saying that, you know, the environment around LeBron and playing with LeBron was toxic. And they said that LeBron took it a little personal. So I thought personally that it was a little bit weird that he picked them first on his team. But again, like Kevin Durant said, what else is he supposed to do? Now, of course, Giannis 
did pick Steph Curry because he said that Curry picked him last year. Which, again, Giannis added the Kumbo. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's showing a little love just in case. Just in case. You never know. Steph Curry playing with the Golden State Warriors now. Giannis is like, look, I'm crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's. Now, of course, Giannis filled out his team with Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kimball Walker. Of course, some notable reserves. Nikola Jokic, uh, Chris Middleton, of course, his teammate. Dirk Nowitzki, I think, which they said was a special. I think, like, alternate, of course, given the fact that this will be Dirk's last year and also Dwayne Wade's last year as well. Victor Oladipo, who uh, was an all-star but being replaced, will be played by D'Angelo Russell. Just, just name a few guys from Team Giannis' side. But, of course, on Team LeBron's side, of course, we got the heavy hitters. We got Kevin Durant. We got James Harden. We got Kyrie. We got Kawhi coming off the bench. We got AD, Dame Lillard, Ben Simmons, Klay Thompson, Karin Finney Towns, D. Wade in the building, Marcus Aldridge. You already know what's going on. But now, I thought it was a little funny that LeBron is doing a little recruiting. You can say what you want to about, oh, LeBron, I'm just playing the game. I'm having fun. I'm just picking the best teams. LeBron James is doing a little bit of recruiting. And also, too, LeBron James is smart. He's saying, look, if, in fact, I possibly cannot play with these guys on the Lakers, I'm going to build the best possible all-star roster that I possibly can. I'm not out here to have fun and play games. LeBron James really likes playing with the best players in the NBA, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just wish he would publicly come out and say it. But now him having Kevin Durant on his team, he's absolutely going to show Kevin Durant love. He knows that Kevin Durant right now, the situation at Golden State looks good, but LeBron James is very smart. If I show Kevin Durant love, maybe it could help me out in the long run. Same thing for Klay Thompson. It doesn't look like Klay Thompson is going to be leaving Golden State, but Klay Thompson, at the end of the day, dad did play for purple and gold. And you can say what you want to, but that does have some type of impact. That does have some type of effect. Kyrie Irving, another one. A guy who we've been talking about, is he going to stay with Boston? Is he going to leave Kawhi Leonard, the same limbo in Toronto? We don't know what Kawhi Leonard is going to do. Is Kawhi Leonard going to go play with LeBron James and Lakers? Or will he go right next door to the Clippers? So, again, LeBron James is doing his due diligence by being the captain saying, hey, look, Kevin, Kawhi, Kyrie, Clay, Anthony, couple of y'all going to be free agents. Look. I'm just going to put it out there. Hey, look, if you want to come play with me, you want to come hoop with me, I'm going to give you a little taste of what it's like in the All-Star game to see if you like it. And if you like it, maybe we can continue down the line and potentially win the championship because you can say what you want to. And LeBron could come out and publicly say he's not chasing anything. His career is set. But you best to be clear, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers need a 17 championship banner in Staples Center. You best believe LeBron James need a fourth championship in his arsenal to complete the argument against him and Michael Jordan right now. Of course, it's, it's debatable, but to complete the argument, to really catapult himself into that conversation, he's going to have to go out there and he's going to have to win four. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Thomas. If you were choosing a number, would you want the one the experts at Root Metrics say is number one in the nation? Sure. They probably know what they're talking about. Or the one that JD Power says is highest in network quality by people who use it every day. This is a tough one. Well, not really, because Verizon won both, so you don't even have to choose. Why didn't you just lead with that? It's like a fun thing. Chosen by experts, chosen by you. Get six months Apple Music on us. It's the unlimited plan you need on the network you deserve. Now buy the latest Galaxy phones, get Galaxy S9 free. And the Grammy goes to <gasps> Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. Now on today's edition of the wrap-up, as you heard in the brief little sound clip, Cardi B did win 
Best Rap Album yesterday at the Grammy Awards. Now, a lot of people felt like, you know, maybe Daytona by Pusha T should have got it. Of course, I personally didn't feel like that one was, of course, Album of the Year material just because of the fact that it was just driven off of the beef with Drake. Of course, me personally, I thought that Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap should have won Rap Album of the Year. But I wasn't mad that Cardi B's album won album of the year simply because of the fact that she dominated 2018 now if you didn't hear cardi b's album you gotta go listen to this album i think from top to bottom one through i think 12 13 she had 13 tracks on there this was really like a playlist really like a party anthem really for the guys and for the girls but the i like it record was a record for everybody bodak yellow was a record for the girls and the guys you heard that record in the club of course we heard the money the newest record she had out, that record was for the girls and the guys. So again, a lot of her records are made for girls and guys because of the fact that she kind of has that Mego flow, but that little Bronxness to her. And that's the one thing that I love about Cardi B. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. Now, she can be a little cringy at times. She can be a little, <gasps> what did she say at times? But she dominated 2018 and she deserved that album of the year. Shout out to Bardier Cardi for getting that album of 2018. And follow your bullet on the social media at From The Jump. We talked about a lot. But it's your boy. We out.